Hi, everyone, and welcome to Lift Your Life. This is episode two, and I'm joined again by my guest, which is Big Jit Singh. So we'll be going into a bit more detail uh, about the second part, which is going to be more focused on prison. It's going to be focused on the life after prison. Uh, and we're really going to get into the sort of dark time that Jit went through. So Jit, can we start off with the time, the lead up to when you got arrested? Because that's where we left it last time. You're right. Okay, so... We're going back onto the age first, so 25, going into round 26. Now, see, what happened was, um, like we said, that now things were really deep. Um, this operation had already been set off, not knowing, obviously, that it's an operation. Um, I mean, we were kind of so deep in it now, so we know, like, if it was going to happen, anything happened now, it's going to be big. Either we're going to get in a mass shootout, brawl out over some jealous cats out there, jealous people who started to turn a little bit like, you know, from the nice, nice party times going into, well, these lot are making money now, and I have, you know, who's fucking territory and all that bullshit that, you know, is taking over, even though uh, we kept it tight. Um, it was coming into 25, 26 now, uh, probably making the most money ever, living that lifestyle. I'm not even in this country anymore. So I'm traveling a lot. I'm traveling overseas all the time now. Um, you know, just kind of not 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 getting out of the game, but like I'm on a bigger picture of the game now. So I'm not on the streets as much. Or I'm not on the clubs as much. I'm in overseas now. Deals are getting done without me. People are doing it for me. Meetings have been done for me. The doors are getting done for me. The clubs have been done for me. So what had happened was now, it was um, with celebrating my 26th birthday. So 26th birthday, prime prime time, really. Do you know what I mean? It's prime time. Um, uh, we'd come back. I just got back, got to my apartment and everything. Yeah? So now we're chilling in my apartment. And everything was um, this in the UK? Sorry, Jit. Yeah, this was back yeah. in the UK now. So, because I've got back now, we were like, I was always traveling now. So, I had a few places where I, you know, laying my head. So, I had a few apartments uh, scattered around in town center, wherever I wanted to go. I could kind of go to the apartment. So, I'm in my in apartment in town center now. Um, I tried to ring one of my friends who became my co deed, the part of the family. I couldn't get hold of him. So, I rang on the other one. And I couldn't get hold of him. That about two, two, three, I rang up now. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Fucking can't get hold of none of the boys. I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm knackered. I've been out, come back, didn't know where they were. They've probably gone to some other bar or some other club out of town. Um, we're back in UK now. I've gone gone to sleep. So fast asleep, had a few drinks, probably got in about four o'clock or something like that. So pretty worse for wear kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I'm at my apartment now. And I'm my apartment, you have to run up some steps. Okay, so it's in the centre of town. You've got to run up steps. You've got to go through the gates and run up the steps, run through all the other apartments to get there now. So I'm asleep now, four or five o'clock or whatever, six o'clock, deep sleep. I'm hearing like, you know, like that. 
like loads of people like running. I think you fucking know what's going on. I just managed to cut my eye like out to think, whoa, I could hear that noise. Boom, doors kick in. The doors came burst off the fucking hinges straight away. Fucking get down, get down. Like about, there must have been about 10 police, you know, all with a full on masks and, you know, full on gear and helmets and all, you know, like the proper, all dressed in black with them, with the guns, the machine guns, straight at my head. And I'm like, fuck me, what's going on? Fucking hell, I've seen guns. That's the first thing I've seen. So I've seen guys in black with guns, right? And I'm not thinking these are cops first, right? So I've gone like that, kind of like, fuck. But I, and the police have grabbed me, took me off the bed, yeah? It's the fucking police. But I, so I've gone, shit, right? So it's six o'clock in the morning, that's when we're kicking the doors, yeah? I'm held down like this on the back and uh, I'm, in, I'm in just in my boxer shorts and they're all over me, blah, 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 holding me, that cut, handcuff me and everything, yeah? So I've figured out now, I'm fucking coming around, the police, it's the police, yeah? And I'm thinking, guns? Why'd they come on my door knocking with guns, right? Kicking down my doors and running back 20 of them all masked up with my guns. So they start reading you, you're arrested for blah, 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 blah. Um, firearms, uh, guns, uh, class A's, counterfeit money, um, um, some violence, uh, you know, like n- naming some, f- some of shit what we're doing on. Or it was just, they were just reeling off, like boom, boom, boom. So I'm thinking, who set me up? Who the fuck's grasped up? Who's the snitch to know all this in one go? So I'm thinking, who the fuck is the snitch? And they got me like, it's just obviously, I'm still in my boxer shots, yeah? So now they're saying, Go and put your clothes on, so I'm putting my pants on and everything. You're like, it's, and I'm still trying to handcuff. Handcuff. I don't know if my hand, hands are on the back or around the front. I think they might have been around the back. He's helping me put my fucking pants up, yeah. Uh, put my top off over like that, and I'm dragged away. And there must have been about four or five meat vans, yeah. All like police, obviously, all on their fucking scattered dogs. Everyone's out the pants. What the fuck? Watching me, you were looking at me, right? I'm just like fucking. I'm not even looking at anyone. In my head, I'm thinking, who stitched me up? Who's the grass? Who can it be out of these? Who wasn't picking the phone yesterday? Who the fuck is the grass? All the way down to the meat van. So they take me into the meat van. I'm still like that, working it out. I'm not even thinking about fucking anything now. I'm straight away thinking, who's the snitch? Who's the grass? Why, who's stitching me up? Why am I getting read out? Firearms, class A, blah, blah, blah. Someone's stitching me up here, right? They can't just come now knocking on saying all that shit without fucking showing me what it was or we're on a fucking deal or something. Do you know what I mean? So, so I'm that's thinking, the only right, thing that you were concerned about at that time. You didn't really care. I was care. concerned about, man, who was yeah. the stitch because I'm from the old school era. Do you know what I mean? Snitches get stitches fucking out. Do you know what I mean? Straight <laughs> up. So I'm working out. So I'm thinking, I'll be out of this, right? Because obviously someone fucking snitch, I'll fucking fight him or whatever in car. We'll see what happens. Now I'm in the back of the meat, but I'm, get, I'm getting driven away. And uh, the police officer's asking me, fucking hell, oh, for, um, so what, you, you got You got a lot of fucking shit. You, you know, you got a lot on you, this and that. Tell me, what, you know, fucking hell. Uh, what's the deal? You know, like trying to get information out. I don't know if he was getting information, but he was asking like a, wow, do you know what I mean, question. So I've gone to him, I don't want to talk to you. 
But I, I'm pointing my finger to the cop. I'm going, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah? So he's going, all right, I'm just trying to make conversation. I thought, fuck off. He's trying to make conversation. I don't think he's trying mean? to make conversation. He's trying to get yeah, something exactly. out of you. He's trying to make conversation. So, and that, that's it now. I'm kind of dragged straight into the jail. Charges are read out again. And I'm thinking, hold on. This is too much for over just a coincidence or the thought or the police thing. There must be something in it. There must be snitches and snitches, yeah? So, obviously... They're gone, right, get in fucking side, whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I've gone, all right, then we'll just let this run. So now I'm in the cell um, in Leeds. It wouldn't leave Nick. Were you still thinking the... at this point? Sorry, Jit. Were you still thinking at this point? Who's the snitch? You weren't thinking. Hell yeah. Hold I on a minute. I was not thinking I've about anything. Re- this has Who's been read out. Snitch? Who's the snitch? Who am I going to fuck up now? Who's the snitch? Do you know I mean? Who's the grass? Who am I going to fuck up? Who I'm gonna have to fucking get out of this fucking walk out of this fucking jail if I after just sleep over, get my shit ready and come out and just fucking go straight for this guy. There is a snitch, there is a graph amongst us because there's too much information being read out by the police to me, yeah. So that's how I've gone straight away. Um put into the cell. Uh, obviously, you're allowed one phone call. I rang up my um I had to ring up my family. <laughs> so I just thought, right, look, there's been an incident. I'm going to be home. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. What's happened? And like, um, my dad's gone, the police have come. They've already kicked your, uh, our doors in. This and that. I said, well, what for? They've got the rich, they're searching all your room, the spare room, the back, the garage, everything, yeah? So I'm thinking the garage, mm, the little back hut. My room's here at the back, yeah? At my dad's. And... Down there, a little bit in the, from the garden is like a, a back house, right? And the back house on the roof is where my straps were. So I could run just a little bit into my garden, boom, I pull a sound of shotgun. Do you know what I mean? It was kept up on the top. It Literally, you could punch up and grab the gun. So I always had that there just in case someone came knocking, knocking on my door who weren't welcome. So, and I'm thinking that they've gone for that the dogs or whatever and everything, yeah? The first of fucking gone for my guns, man. That's where they are. I never kept no weight, no fucking shit in my fucking house. Other was then my straps. There was guns all, do you know what I mean? Hidden everywhere in different places. Just in case I had to get to. So that's what happened. So my dad told me that. So I've gone back in the cell. Boom. And I said, right, you're allowed a solicitor. I went, yeah, bring this number. This is my solicitor. Get him on. Boom, boom, I'm waiting now. Fucking one day. Two days, I'm thinking, one day, one day now it's been a full day. I'm thinking, what's going on? Are they going to take me to this interview room and let's get this bullshit over with, find out who the snitch is? Didn't happen like that. Didn't happen. So what happened was, next thing you know, fucking my sister coming and he goes, it's been two, two, three days now. I think it's been second day. And I said, well, how can it be taking you long? I went, oh, don't you know? I went, what? They got your non-communicado. So non-communicado means that they could keep you now for up to three days or something, right? Where the solicitor, we're not allowed to speak to anyone. We're not allowed to be out. No one's allowed to meet us. We're not allowed any phone calls now or nothing. We're on non-communicado for three days, living in this one little tiny cell now, yeah? Just as we are. And uh, while you were in there, sorry, Jim. So while you were in that cell, what were you feeling? What were you thinking? 
You know what? Thought process. No word of a lie. I'm thinking, who's the snitch? For fucking two, three days, I'm plotting. I'm who's the snitch? Working every fucking move. Like, right, he wasn't out here at that time. It must be him because he's a bit of a weak fucking cat. He must be him. He must be him, Tom. He wasn't there at this club. He was a bit jealous last week. He fell out with me. We had a bit of a fucking scuffy scuffy with, with a guy. Oh, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Oh, yeah, we had an argument. A few guns were drawn at, at another club. So it could have been any of them. I'm working out shit like that all the time. Who's the snitch? Who, I was just fucking like that. Not eating none of the police food. What they gave me? I just fucking get this fucking snitch, this bastard. I've got to get to hold of someone to kill this fucking snitch. I were on that shit. You know what I mean? So that's what was going through my head for three days. So then, what was the next step? What happened then? Did you did you not even one point you were just constantly just focusing on the snitch? Did you not at one point think, hold on a minute, I'm in deep shit here? No, no, because I kept thinking, I'm there's the, the can't have anything on me. Uh, this on overnight like that, so it's got to be fucking summer. But who would snitch? Who could be the grass? I could fight it. I could just say bullshit. Is it fucking lying? He's saying that because we fucking roughed him up. Do you know what I mean? I could drop one of them. So that, that's what all my line was. Oh, he's fucking bullshit, and he's a drug dealer himself, and he wants to fucking go on about me. Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna re- come back at that um, because. I really thought it was just the snitch. So it's been like three days now, yeah? My has just come in and he's thrown the newspaper. And on the front of the paper, it said, the biggest Northern crooks finally behind bars after a two-year operation. Um, they've been caught and everything, yeah? And this and that. No, 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 sorry. Before that happened, we, I got called. I did get called in. My solicitor called me in. Right, and it was still non-communicado before uh, the solicitor was in. And I said, what's going on? He goes, we, we don't know. We, we're non-communicado, so I don't know yet. But uh, apparently something's big happened in Leeds or something has happened. A lot of people have been arrested and this and that. that this is when the shit hit the fan, like meaning like my head fucking went. So I'm sat there now, right? And the police started to do the interview, uh, right, running the thing, right? So like, uh, and I'm thinking, okay, and he said, they went, he go, and the officer said to me, right, Jip, you're going to get a fucking shock of your life. And I thought, fucking hell, my dad better not be the snitch. <laughs> Especially you know what I mean? I'm thinking, what's this shock? <laughs> Who's going to have my dad phone the fucking head? Because I want at home at fucking five o'clock in the morning. What's going on here? He's <laughs> got on. He's seen the Bentleys. And he thought, yeah, you know what? What I mean. enough to know. He's, he's, finally, he's finally done a little <laughs> quick sly one like that without him confronting me. So I thought, right, no, no, no. I thought, shit. On a serious note, I thought, shit, okay. And he said, you're going to get a shock? And I thought, all right, what the fucking shock? Get on with it, man, officer. And he went, boom. This is the video of you. And, it's, and he looked at me and he looked at the and goes, officer, undercover officer, Carl. Undercover officer, but under officer black and that's when i just went you know like in the gangster films yeah when they go guilty for 505 crimes videotapes and the, you see, imagine the face you know what i mean it, like fucking 
uh, what's that, uh, Teflon Don, when they pulled his face like that, when they read the charges, or they heard that tape of, remember the, the bull? Yeah, 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 yeah. When, yeah, yeah, I, my face was like that. I just went, oh, for fuck. And it, we saw a video of me, fucking hell, man, pulling up in a nice car and fucking doing this and talking to this person, fucking, do you know what I mean, smoking a cigar, do you know what I mean, in the club. I'm getting videoed. Like that. And then I got another video. I'm in front of the guy officer uh, who's an undercover officer and there's a group of people and I'm speaking like, yeah, I'm kind of like probably off my head and I'm going, yeah, fuck him. He owes me fucking five keys. Discussing shit like this. Yeah. Oh, fucking, oh, he's a dickhead. Him. Okay, we pulled a gun on him yesterday. I'm having conversations like this now to this guy, group of guys who were from, who was, who were doing the operation. Like, well, there was all of us, do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, they was showing you my path. And I think that's fucking, not just me now. I said, the fucking whole firm's in here now. It can't just be them not be out. No wonder, I'm trying to think, that's why I couldn't get hold of them. The whole firm is out. The, then the newspaper was thrown. Biggest crooks, biggest northern crooks, it read on the front page. Uh, uh, at last, on a two-year undercover operation behind bars, uh, uh, these um, high-class criminals of under-organised crime are finally behind bars. Guns, drugs, uh, £14 million. And, do you know what I mean? It was money like that being discussed. Uh, Bentley's cars. Uh, five guns were found at pap uh, apartment A. Five, one gun found in there. Uh, amounts of kilo. I don't know. Fucking stupid amounts, man. And that's why it was kind of... Just dropping off the house, it's like, right. That's when I knew game over. Game fucking over. There's no way coming out of this now. So when, it was sorry, just sorry. So when you thought when you when you realized that game over now, that's it. There's no there's no coming back. You're probably gonna be going away for a long, long time. What was your initial thought? What went through your head? I was just thinking, you know what? Um, I was just started working years in my head now. I'm just because they're reading this, they're showing me all these videos, and I'm you know, like fucking this and that, and I'm working out the years, so I'm already going like, oh, fucking that's three, that's in in a uh, fucking uh, section, whatever that's section five, that's section five, that's two and a half years, two and a half years. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm, I'm on about fucking 60 years here so far, that can't be right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 21 counts were read out. 21 counts of my history, my rap sheet. 21 fucking counts of this and that and fucking all types of fucking next fucking for I, I can't even fucking, I didn't even think that was me. I was like, whoa, fuck. Do you know what I mean? When it was just like, I was just thinking deep in the chair, man. I was just thinking game over. So, boom. That was that. Thrown back in the cell. Fucking head just went west. My head just went west. Um, still couldn't fucking, you know, thinking shit, man. It's fucking hell, man. This better be a fucking dream, this or a nightmare. Wake up from this fuck. Um, it was just like, um, I don't know, the feeling was like, uh, it came from, it's a weird one because it's like your whole life's been snatched. You can't do anything you have no powers yeah you got a fucking slizzer in a suit sitting next to you but he's he's just gonna try fucking minimizing your uh many 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 years coming out so 
you fall into it's not, I, I won't call it de depression it's more of a fucking denial of yourself that it's you in in this do you know what i mean so did you, you think you though of, did you think to yourself there must have been a point where you must have felt really low thinking shit the pennies just dropped i'm going to prison yeah i mean after the th thought of it, yeah, I mean, you kind of start working out and you start fucking trying to run figures in your head. Uh, but you're really still in a bit, a bit of a shock while you can't do anything. You're just thinking, fucking, I'm this out of my hands now. Uh, I can't turn to anyone, you know, I can't turn to my parents, can't turn to anyone, can't turn to my mates. I'm literally by myself now. Do you know what I mean? And now I've just got faced whatever consequences come at you now, do you know what I mean? You cook, you, you're still in this dark place. You're still trying to work out years. You're still, you're trying to think how long it could be, fucking maybe, that I, I get out technical, do you know what I mean? I don't know. You're just kind of running crazy shit in your head now, um, kind of thing, kind of scenario. So it's kind of dropped, but you're still in cloud, gone west. So let's go to the point where you've got to court and it's D-Day basically. Yeah, but basically before court, um, we got remanded. Uh, I mean, because our case was so unbelievably um, in depth of so much stuff because it was so much money involved and they wanted to find out from the money. I was in remand for 18 months. So I didn't even know. Can you imagine 18 months, a year and a half of not knowing what, you, what you're going to be doing? And you were you, were you kept were you on bail or was that no 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 didn't get bail to be honest I didn't want bail yeah. I couldn't be out for eighteen months knowing that I'm gonna get a big bed do you know what I mean so yeah. I thought I'm on remand now let's get into it obviously you're thrown into your local jail where you walk in and uh, for eighteen months I'm, it's not even fucking D day it's not even fucking come down that you're in the local jail you're in the system now basically. And you're in this little fucking cell. You are not fucking. You're you're not like you. You got no luxuries now. Do you know what I mean? You're sitting. You're in. You could be with padded up with three people, and your toilet is literally fucking near right under your bed, where three man shit because you're trapped eleven hours. You're eleven hours, so you got to smell each other's shit. And you're trapped in this. The food was a fucking joke. It was disgusting. Do you know what I mean? A little packet of cereal in the morning. Um, we got soft with a couple of bread. This is your local Knicks and everything. So you have to go through the system now. Uh, why did they they're literally just like having you live as much as sh shit as you possibly can, locked up as much as you can because you're not being sentenced. So they don't know what section you're going to put in, what category you're going to be in, what jail you're going to be in. So you're just living, and in a local, it's just people are in and out, in and out, in and out. There's a lot of drugs, little druggies, and a lot of in and out, a lot of fucking fights brawling out between firms from the same end. You just saw that kind of shit happen all the time. So it went on like that for 18 months. What was your mental state like then? To be honest, um, you caught up in the system, man. It was like, what the fuck? And I said to my co-dee who, who was padded up with me, Bond, he was with me. He was part of the clique now because we've all fucking been sentenced big birds. Uh, not We were all sentenced in looking at big birds, uh, big jails. So when we were sent in now, um, I said to him, what the fuck? We're going to stay in this for fucking 15 years. 
And he went, fucking hell, Jake, man. He goes, fucking, we're not going to be in here for 15 years. And I looked at it, and it was like this tiny little cell with shitty, dirty tiles, nothing, metal, scrappy bed with one little desk and little sink and a toilet in the corner. Fucking hell, that was us for 11 hours and a tiny little TV. You got sometimes what work or didn't work. You'd be lucky if you got one working. And that's it. You were, that's it. 11 hours a day, you were in that tiny little cage. You got the shits. You got the shits. That's it, man. Your pad mate smelling your fucking diarrhea. Did you ever get to a point where you thought to yourself, where you reflected and thought, was it worth it doing all this? Was it all worth Here's it? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, yeah. I've got to say, there was some fucking pussies what were found out in this operation, you know what I mean? Who were crying like this. And I thought to myself, obviously, there was four, four of us, four, four of us, yeah, who were like the main heads, yeah? So we were the main guys now. Me, Red, Spawn. So there was really three of us who were like the top, top ones there, right? So we were on the top of the tree. Now we thought, we got to set a fucking example. These guys are crying like fucking whinging. I mean, one guy didn't even fucking pull his cover off his bedroom and try knocking on his door. Come on, man. Get out. He was, do you know what I mean? Shit like that was happening. One guy was like, oh, fuck you, they're walking around. Fucking, we fuck. We just thought, we got to take charge here. So my 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 mental became with them because we, had, we were the top dogs in this. We were like associated as like the main guys. So... Basically, we kind of, we, we stayed good friends then, we stayed good friends now because our mind used to work the same. So we got into this mode of time to survive. We're still fucking big names. This It's time to survive now. That's it. We were on survival mode. If you was a little bitch, we'd treat you like a bitch. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. We were ready to fucking pop. But luckily, everyone who was a main head there could have a do knew about us. So they were more interested. Fucking hell. You guys, man. Fucking hell. I can't believe it. You just come in. I've read the newspaper. You know, Bond, Red. They were talked to us. Fucking hell. The main guys. And yeah, we got some weed. And have some weed if you want to chill out. So that's what went on. For 18 months, we just literally lived like that. Before D-Day, as you say, as, as, as the day hit. So let's go into D-Day. What were let's your thoughts? What, were you, what were you thinking? Right. Yeah. Let's this go. This is what I've done. My barrister, there's about six, six solicitors, barristers came to see me before my court appearance, yeah? Six. So I had to go through all my paperwork and kind of everything. And there was fucking lots of paperwork, lots of phone calls, this and that, videos and whatever, links to this man, links to that man, links to this man. And uh, what I've done, he'd cut, my barrister couldn't even recognise me. I've shaved on my face, yeah? Grown my hair long, lost loads of weight because I won't get in no gym. I hated the food, so I lost a lot of weight. I was skinny like fuck, like a skinny man. And I had long hair. And I also went to the optician, even though I didn't need glasses, pretending I couldn't read the letters, so I got glasses. I wanted to look like a proper geek. Seriously. I <laughs> you, th talk, you think this is going to work? Barristers couldn't recognise me. I had slick long hair in a ponytail with no beard, with glasses, skinny like this. I wore the boringest short, um, you know, like top shirt, blue shirt, button to the top. 
And I stood there in court. Even my family was there and people were there were like, huh? Who the fuck's that? <laughs> I can't he believe got... you actually think that was going to work. So the jury going to look at you and think, ah, he could You're in survival mode. So like, then it went in and we were like, I saw a couple of the guys, my codies going in and out, do you know what I mean? And this and that, we couldn't talk to each other. Even though we did, it was already kind of fucking too late now, do you know what I mean? So we couldn't talk to each other, even though we were like cell to cell. So go, is that you? Yeah, yeah, is that you? Yeah, yeah, fuck you there, what's happening? Fuck no, don't say nothing, yeah, yeah. That's our conversation? <laughs> we couldn't say anything, so we didn't say anything. We went, yeah, yeah, fucking hell, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 all right then. Because <laughs> every our conversation we heard, they kept us apart. It was my turn. I went in and I saw the heads. Everyone, everyone was looking at me like, what the fuck? This is Jit, blah, blah, blah. He had this many guns. He was in charge of this. He ran a little mini empire. He was part of the firm. He was the muscle when needed. And they looked at that fucking muscle. <laughs> He's fucking, the guy looks like fucking, like a, one of them, I don't know what stereotype anything, do you know what I mean? But trust me, I look geeky as fuck and skinny as fuck, right? With glasses on, with long hair like this, holding a file or something. I don't know. The file didn't even have anything in it. I was just holding it like I was doing research. So, and it read out, and the court said, right, this, blah, blah, charges. Now, remember, the police have already come and seen me a few times saying, you're going to get 15 years, you need to talk. I'm going to shut the fucking door before you go. On the stomach, you're getting 15, 17 years, 18 years. We think with all what you you're behind, but uh, yeah, 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 18 years. Yeah, go fucking shut the door. Fuck off. But like, uh, it went on for about a few, a few weeks. So the police were kind of pissed off with me because obviously I won't talk. So we got in now, and that's it. Um, because we're all separated now, so we had to have our hearing separate because it was getting the court, the 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 courts were getting too hectic. There's too many people there, uh, people with cameras and things like that, yeah, coming to take videos. Of, I don't even know who was who there, fucking people just videoing it and writing the shit. So they said, right, jit, blah, blah, this is what you, and he read mine accounts. But what they did to me was after reading everything, firearms, this and that, and it goes on consecutive and consecutive, consecutive, it kind of read out like that. I didn't know what was still going on. So I'm going to my barrister, what's, what's that? He goes, yeah, yeah, they haven't given a, a figure yet. They haven't given, yeah, yeah, all right. So they're reading it, reading it, reading it, right. And then our final one, right. Because we pleaded guilty, because we were, we, we, we couldn't go guilty, do you know what I mean? We didn't, we were on camera, man. We were all fucked anyway. So um, we pleaded guilty. It was 10 year given thrown to me at 26. I just turned 26. So the judge went, blah, 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 you're looking at uh, 14, 15 year, but we're going to run it down to a 10 year and we're going to put two of your crimes into consent because we don't think that you should be tried on 21 or whole different 21 counts because it would have gone up to about 100 years. So do you know what I mean? If it kind of falls in the 21 counts, we're going to give you, because it's your first time in prison, blah, 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 you're young, you got all this and whatever, do you know what I mean? They say you're 26, you've got all your life to give, you've got to turn your life around. So there's, they hit me with a 10-year, a 10-year. That's it, man. What did you think then? And hold on, before we actually go into what you thought, did you have any communication with your family at that time? Yeah, obviously I started making real-life calls now 
uh, my dad was kind of running more of the solicitors with me. Uh, they were kind of my dad going, don't worry, I've got the best guy, you know, like how they've got confidence and this and that. I wasn't. Uh, but my dad was more, but my dad has always been like that. Do you know what I mean? We'll sort you out. I'm the heck I had this and that. I'm fucking, he's the best solicitor. He's done this case and that case. But then I pushed you on that fuck. I don't know what I'm so that's what he was saying. So he just kept telling me, you know, confident. But I went, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. You knew, didn't you? Obviously, you weren't yeah, I knew. I happen, knew. But it? obviously, I just let my dad. I didn't want to break my dad's spirit. I said, whatever happens, dad, don't worry. Just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Whatever he goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. Drag me. So it, it will kind of cut off from there. Then the sentence was given. Uh, my dad. Probably went straight to my solicitor barrister. Whoa, what the fuck? I thought we were gonna get fucking a year or something. Do you know what I mean? We know because they were like, even I remember barrister saying, "We don't want to be rude or disrespectful, but we think your dad's in denial." I said, "Yeah, you know that because we understand that's what all fathers do, and parents do. So that's fine." So ten years was given. Um, I went, I went straight onto the fucking. Do you know what I mean? Right, ten years is on. Let's get it on. Let's get it cracking. I've got to fucking get back somewhere. I've, I know I'll be sent, um, put to a, a different jail. Now I'm going to have to try to get into a good, good jail. So back we went to our custody cell, uh, got our sentence. A couple of days later, they come around to you and said, right, you're in category B. Now, cat B, you got your cat A, you got your double A. Double A like the serial killers, yeah? Then you got your cat A, what are like the murderers. Now, cat B, what we call cat B, the bad boys, because <laughs> that's what we thought it stand for, yeah? Uh, the bad boys are all your high caliber of drug dealers, gangsters, uh, gangland, uh, illegal earnings, immoral earnings, you know what I mean? Fucking, you know what I mean? Top of the top of the, Then you got your cat C, what I think were like fraudsters and things like that. Uh, so we went straight to cat B. Uh, with, with all the things, so we all got separated. Me and my, the firm, we all got moved to different parts. Obviously, the one is us to be a different partied up now. So, I moved to from army, I went to a place in Nottingham called Loudham Grange Jail, what was a private, like American style jail where you have your swing sections. So, I literally landed there. Um, I'm a cat B now, I'm amongst high caliber of gangsters, if you call it gangsters, main men, drug dealers, gun swingers, gangsters, from, you know, like gang, gang bangers or whatever it is, you know what I mean? All these firms from different sets, you had your firms from London, you had your firms from Nottingham, you had your firms from Manchester, you know what I mean? A couple of these lads. So uh, they kind of, they asked me, what wing do you want to go? Do you want to go to a wing where you're like the more Asians uh, this and that, or, you know, like, you don't mind, you mind going to a mix. I said, well, I'm Sikh. And they said, well, to be honest, Jit, there's not many Sikh people here. So I said, right, then, fucking just send me to a fucking mix one, innit? Do you know what I mean? So they put me into a mix wing. Straight away, um, when I landed there, I, I met a couple of old, a couple of Leeds boys, uh, some Leeds lads, but I also met some lads who from different cities but who were in Cat, cat D and kind of knew of us uh, and my case and everything. And, oh, the new Reds or Bonners and like pass the message. No, yeah, yeah, but Reds told me to blah, blah. And look after you. There was a guy straight away. He went, fucking hell, who's that fucking packy on the wing? Right? It was a, from, a, from a firm 
Right, so um, a guy came away, to first day, first day. Now, yeah, more or less my first three days. But I knew it was going to be like that. It's a cat bean, in an American style jail, yeah. So it's going to be. So when yeah, so the guy who was with me was a trained, uh, an old school bruiser, boxer, and he was like, "Jit, you're a fucking leads lad." Do you know what I mean? And you know, bloody blah, you fucking because you're connected with them. Don't worry, we got your back. So I went, all right then. But listen, obviously, fucking, I'm going to have to fucking put it on him. I went, yeah, fucking obviously. So we've gone into his cell. This this is what everyday kind of shit there. We've gone into his cell. Because he's like open through the day and you're on one wing. We'd have to make sure that the officer, the, the screws, there's no cameras on us. The screws are kind of like doing their own thing over, you know, like talking to each other on the phone or whatever. So we made like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going, right, let's go in between a time where before they call food or something, we'll go then, like, oh, you break or something. We'll go and then, uh, we'll hide from the kind of cameras. So we'll move in like this, like in fours. So four of us, we stormed the room. We just fucking beat him up. It, we, he was, he went, and his other Padme, who was fucking running his mouth as well, were hiding underneath the bunk bed. So we had to drag him out. Obviously, we gave him licks. We gave him fucking good licks. But that, that's that's it. From then, that's it, man. I'm in Cat B. I'm on that wing. And everyone's like, all right. The guy's fucking, he's not fucking, he's not no pussy, yeah? Plus, I, in that jail, because American styles, you're allowed to wear your gold. I had a massive gold chain like that, yeah? And bracelets and things. Uh, watch, watches and big gold chain. And I remember a guy coming to go, fucking hell, that's worth a bit, isn't it? So I went like out straight up to him and went, yeah, and it fucking stays on my neck. And I went, oh, yeah, man, I'm not fucking saying it like that, bloody, but I said, don't fucking come up to me and grab my chain like that. I said, fucking hell, that's worth, obviously, that, you know what I mean? You know what that means? And he went, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to fucking, come on, man, you fucking, I said, hey, don't even fucking think about it. I fucking, I swear to God, I'll fucking stab you. That's how it was, though, in that jail, yeah? So it was kind of set like that then. I want my goal. Everyone, no shit came back on me. I did what the fuck I want. Uh, I did about eighteen months there. Obviously, yeah, I want to. I want to focus on your your mental state. As in, I know I keep on going on about it, but I want to know what was going on in your mind. So, what were you thinking in those eighteen months you were in there? Everything. So, were right. you thinking okay. about family? What were you thinking yeah. about? Were, were, were you in okay. a? Yeah. Um, because. You know, like there's there's different pe- there's two there's a few pe- different types of people in jail, yeah. The ones who crack, and I don't blame them because you're in a fucking spot. You you got no family. You could be bullied. Do you know what I mean? A lot of bullying going on. So you got people who are going to fall deep into like a depression. I've seen a lot of people, you know, like who cut their who cut their arms and shit. Self harm. Self harming going on. Um, I, I, we I even know. If, of hangings, what have happened? Do you know what I mean? Um, so there was kind of, but me personally, I was a bit of a always, um, like a bit of a bit of a lad, lad. Do you know what I mean? So I went in straight with the other firms who were there, kind of like connected onto the tables. So I, every, anything what was to me was the boredom of your life, you boredom, the boring boredom shit, right? So I didn't go into no depression in jail. I didn't go into no depression. What I instead did was go into a survival mode. So okay. you had to survive. 
So in, it's like a, a bit like a, either you're cracking or you're stressed or everything, or you're going into survival mode. You're going into like a bit of like a warrior mode where shit's going to happen. You're going to see shit. You're going to go through shit. You're going to suffer, but you've got to come out fucking like a warrior. So you kind of come to a pit where you cut off you cut off feelings and emotions to a certain thing. So when you're thinking about your family, yeah, you thought about your family and everything, but you also cut emotions and feelings, if you, if you know what I mean, because there's nothing you could do. Did you think to yourself, did you have any plans on what you were going to do when you come out? Or did you think to yourself, did you think at any point, do you know what, enough's enough, I don't want to do this anymore and I'm going to sort my life out. Did you think that or did you not? Yeah, yeah. In a, in a certain way, yeah, you did, right? But the only thing is, I'm not on tables now with guys who are moving 10 kilos a fucking, uh, five kilos a week. I'm sat with people who are importing 100 kilos. So I'm on the table now in Cap B with guys who are doing 20 odd years, 21 years, 18 years, but they're doing for importation. So instead of going, fucking hell, I'm going to have to fucking get out and go legit. I'm going, importation? Hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Do you know what I mean? Young, you're still young at this point, aren't you? You're only 26. Yeah. When you're in jail, either you're fucking cracking, you know, when you're wrong, young game, especially in a cat B. You don't see anyone get thrown from a cat who's a bit of a bit of a dude come out thinking, I'm gonna fucking become a fucking librarian. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're thrown in with fucking wild, wild cat. You, you're thrown with cooler people who, who you think are cooler than you. This I'm I'm driving a nice car. This guy's a fucking he's got five fine uh, nice cars. He's got a yacht where in Spain. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, he moved in this much and he moved in that much. He was worth, uh, he did like uh, 20 million. Wow. I'm thinking, wow. Okay. I'm sat with these guys now. So that's my circle. So obviously, do you know what I mean? You give hints to each other. I met the fucking, some of the biggest, biggest fucking boom, names you could imagine from uh, the Liverpool gangsters, from all the shooters and the film shooters. I met... Um, Island's number one gangster who came in the film. I was meeting people like that. I, I met like Cocky Watchman, you know, like his, his, some of his boys, all the gangs, Gucci gang, this gang and that gang, all their heads were in this prison. They were actually on my wing. They used to sit with me, they used to play cards. So now I'm sat with them. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, they're on the same thing. Mm, let's see who's cool. Maybe we can link up somewhere in here, link up outside, but we need to get on with jail. Do you know what I mean? So we just did it. And that's how it was for 18 months. So you just went into a survival, uh, what, lion warrior mode. I, well, I did. And so, so did a lot of my friends. So did you have any dark times during your period while you were in prison or not? Yeah, I mean, the dark, you, you, sometimes you do get into like, well, a dark time, like, you know, uh, it, it it, it was more like when you're thinking about family and things like that, you'd fall into a bit of a dark space. But you, you did that in your own little time and you probably had about an hour to think about it. Do you know what I mean? 
Otherwise, you're not going to fucking get on. The other guy's going to step up to you and start talking to you. And if you're like a bit bit withdrawn and you're not on it, you're going to be a fucking considered a fucking bit of a weak cat. So you've got to be on your guard. So it has to be quickly, boom, put right, let's get on with the next stop. And it was like some of the people in the jail, in a weirdest way, became your family. Because you're in the same boat. Yeah, so we're in the same boat now. We, we speak to, to each other, so you know, like we, it became kind of it became kind of family kind of thing. So we just, I, I kind of come out of that uh, that little bit of a mode, and you know, where you're thinking of this and that, and your mind or whatever, and you try to bring it back onto track. So there was dark times. Don't get me wrong, there is dark times all the time because uh, you, you're not you're not. You're not, you haven't got anything now, do you know what I mean? You're just a, you're just a number in a, in a system. The most exciting thing you did was buy fucking three shower gels, do you know what I mean? That week, and you're showing your mate, fucking hell, have a look at this shower gel, what it smells like. Oh, yeah, fucking hell, it's, it's a strawberry. Yeah, I might buy that next week. All right, then, put it on your canteen. That's it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So move it, moving on, um, how, how long did you end up doing in total, Jim? Well... Um, I did about five, five years, yeah, but I worked through the system for so then you went to your Cat C and then obviously you went into your... Cat C was the kind of same thing as Cat B, but obviously a little bit more out. Now, I started doing a lot of courses. I wanted to get out of this system, and it was mostly from boredom. I started doing courses. Like, you can do courses there. Like, I did sports courses and all this and that, and I did a bit of whatever. Uh, I, got, I got into the sports quite, quite big there. Uh, started doing all these sports because so they put me into a jail where you can literally it's like a college jail in in Midland in yeah Midlands uh, uh, what Ashton Ashton Green or something something like that Ashton Ashton I think it was Ashton or Ashton and uh, so I was there for about another eighteen months I think and what happened was there uh, uh, I did I did my sports college so I just stayed busy with that. Um, but the good thing about that is that it had a good gym. So now I'm training, but the food's still shit. We were eating like sardines. When you get up in the morning, we were putting sardines in our toast in the morning, like eight sardines every single morning. And then our... Uh, I am protein. Yeah, well, that's all we had, sardines and tuna. Sounds so we grim, had tuna though. noodles and sardines. And then we went to the gym. There was no steroids or anything at that gym because it was like, it was still a cat seat. A few people had a few tablets, but I thought, fuck that, I'm not even fucking around with that. And um, so I went through that, did all the sports. Um, it was Cat D. When I went to Cat D, I, I moved up to uh, New, uh, up north. It was like a Newcastle way kind of thing. There's, so now... I started to meet a lot of firms up there now. So when you get moved around, everyone knows your name, you get passed through the system. Oh, Jit's coming in, I drop into there. So my name's quite known around now, the jail. People coming in and out, do you know what I mean? Or to let people know that he's coming in to that jail, make sure you're all sorted. Uh, and he's got everything. So um, we kind of moved like that. Now up there, it was Cat D. Same kind of thing. But the only thing with this one was you were allowed out. I've done nearly four and some years now, yeah? Now they started to let me out into the fucking, into society. Now I went, first they let you bit by bit, and now we're, then you do this like community service, 
I went to the shop, right? Check this out. I went to the shop with about 60p. <laughs> That's all I had. I managed to fucking raise 60p cash in jail. Um, and they let me out. So I had 60p. I said, fucking ass. I need to spend money. I've gone into a shop now. And I've walked in. I thought, what should I get? And you know the first thing I bought? Was a packet of chewing gum. And I was so fucking nervous. I remember going to the counter, shaking, putting it down like that. And she went, yeah, that's uh, 32 pence. I thought, fucking hell, it was fucking 10 pence when I had before I went. <laughs> that was only a few years ago. But <laughs> <laughs> me, price has gone up. So I've gone in. I didn't let her know that I was in kind of jail. And I picked up the chewing gum and I had this chewing gum. And I thought, wow, this is how I'm walking on the street. Do you know what I mean? I was in the shop. Then we went back into now. Back inside. Now I'm working through on the Cap D. Kind of says things are starting to look up now. Do you know what I mean? We're starting to have a laugh now. People are going out, coming up. You're seeing people dressed in nice clothes and what they bought. And how old are you here? You are in your Sometimes. early 30s. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm coming. I'm in my 30s now. I'm mid 30s. Fucking hell. I'm doing all my fucking, my fucking, uh, my prime time in jail. Do you know what I mean? All my good time. What I meant to do. I've done it in fucking jail. So I only know jail now. And then, uh, we literally um, started going out, getting these cat D's. And uh, eventually, I started getting, like, weekends. So I'll go home, go and see whatever, do you know what I mean? Do your thing on the weekend, do you know what I mean? Link up with the boys. Fucking hell, have a party, bam, boom, hotel, whatever, right? But the only thing was, uh, I still had that fucking, that naughty side. I'm, in, I'm just fresh out of jail. So, I mean, I'm walking up to clubs where I thought they still know my name on my first fucking weekend when I was allowed out. So I've gone up to this club and I've bashed that out. There's about fucking 10 people with me. And they're going to come in and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't come in. And I'm thinking, eh? I can't come in. I thought, fucking hell, mate. Do you know? I, I didn't want to say, do you know who I am? But I thought, fucking, I went, do you know who we are? And he went, yeah, that's the reason you can't come in. I thought, fucking hell. We'll never have this. So the doorman actually were like shitting himself and then he like, got a, a guy to phone me to say, look, the only reason is because you're too fucking known. With Obviously, do you know what I mean? All the nightclubs, doors were kicked in and all, if people were dead. People were shot dead because of when we went in because no one trusted each other. Nothing was so. People were like fucking, oh shit, it, you know, undercover officers set the boys down. Everything was in turmoil. So when we approached these clubs to get back in, they didn't want us in. Do you know what I mean? On our week, on my weekends, we're like, no, no, I can't have you fucking injured, man. Fucking hell, you know, or you know what happened? Who you are? So I went, all right then, all right then, fuck off. And I walked on, carrying on. Um, I wanted to get big. I started eating out now. Do you know what I mean? Working out. So because I knew all the crews and firms, I got fucking boxes and boxes of steroids and took them back in jail. And literally, we blew up. We was big size. Uh, you, you know, like, we were just like fucking, you can imagine um, our mindset now. We're thrown out. We're all fucking absolutely roided up. All I know is criminals and gangsters. All I've spent for years now in prison are with drug dealers, gangsters, some murderers. I will sit with a guy and he's going, yeah. Yeah, how you doing, bro? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, so what are you in for? Oh, fucking hell, man. I fucking killed my wife. Oh, did you? All right. 
Have you got any fucking sardines? <laughs> <laughs> it was, do you know what I mean? You're so kind of used to it now. Your head didn't even fucking calculate. This guy's killed someone. Yeah, I fucking killed someone. I blew his brains out. Here's the pictures. Oh, yeah, you fucking did a good, bright job there, didn't you? Right, have you got any fucking sardines? <laughs> that's, that's our conversations, yeah? There was no kind of thing anymore. I mean, I was with a guy, and I didn't even know him. We used to fucking sit down, so I read his charge. He goes, oh, I went to court, and I said, yeah, let's have a look at your rap sheet. Now, yeah, the guy fucking macheted someone to death and stuck a fucking knife in his eye and macheted him and chopped him up, and I said, why did you do that? Because oh, he called me a, he, he, uh, he called him a, I'll say it, uh, you know, like gay faggot. And he went back with a machete and fucking, he's a, he's a naughty guy, don't get me wrong. And he fucking stabbed him with a screwdriver or something. And then he went, went to him with a machete and just chopped him up and jumped to the back in the car and drove off. I went, yeah, I'm a fucking hell. That's fucking nice, isn't it? I've been inside with you for fucking three years and I don't even know what you're in for. So you've are you come you've come out now. You're pretty much out now, right? Yeah. So I'm out. Where, where, I'm, what are you thinking now? What are you thinking of doing? I'm I'm out now, right? Listen, I'm out. Fucking out. I'm all I wanted to do was train, lift to fucking hell. You know all this energy for fucking years. Yeah, built up in my head. I couldn't relate to people. I couldn't relate to if someone they say. I rang someone up or I spoke to someone and they didn't speak right to me. Like if I went, yeah, what's happening, bro? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, we're going to do this. Yeah, you know, like this. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, I'm a bit busy now. I'll speak to you later. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? Boom, bro. I were knocking people out because if you, if I phoned you and you didn't even pick up the phone, I was, this was my mentality. That man's disrespecting me. He don't know who the fuck I am. He's disrespecting me. I'm fucking coming for you. And that's how I was. I was taking people, I was fighting people everywhere. Do you reckon this? Everywhere. You do you reckon this steroids played a part in that? Mm. So we're all clean. Suddenly I'm eating fucking proper meals again. I've shot up to my biggest now, my biggest like 22, 23 store now, somewhere crazy, massive. I'm huge. Um, I've got like, a thousand milligrams of fucking steroids in me, yeah? Because I'm coming out now, I've started turning to a little bit of drugs here and then again, uh, getting fucked up and everything. I'm completely like a fucking bull what's come out, yeah? Like a proper bull what's come out. If someone said something to me, I would go. I, I had like road rages while I was out, what, our cars, I used to, not this fucking like punch of, you know, a car like this, I would go around the whole car and smash every window in a road rage. That's that's that's, that's your that's the accumulation of taking recreational drugs as well as steroids as well, isn't it? Yeah, but what what what, what other thing is that? Listen, you've been in a system where any little thing of disrespect can set someone off. Do you know what I mean? Any little thing, if I give you fucking a shower gel and you didn't give me it back, you've disrespected me. Do you know what I mean? I have to fucking deal with you in a prison cell. Do you know what I mean? I have to fucking smash you up now because you disrespect me. I'm going to see you every day. You're going to think, what a fucking cunt. I took a shower gel off him and I don't have to give him it back. It was like, yeah, borrow it, keep it, man. It was like, make sure you fucking bring it back. 
Do you know what I mean? That's how your mindset's got you. So little things would set you off. I, I remember even in my probation officer, and she's so good because she could have sent me straight back to jail because I was on license. I smashed the phone up, like an uh, office phone. And she just calm down, just calm down. All right, fuck her. Because they wanted to put me in a half, um, halfway house uh, for like to get you back into society. Do you know what I mean? I eventually ended up going there, but I didn't want to go there. And I smashed the phone up, and I knew that I could have got back into jail. And I actually said, I packed my stuff and go back in. And they were like, no, 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 you've done your courses, you've done this, we need to keep you out now. So, I was, you know what, I kind of respect her for keeping me out. <laughs> so, what was, your, was um, what was your relationship like with your family? It, when I got kind of out, it was hard. I'm not going to lie, man. Fucking hell, man. It was so weird because I'm back in, like, fucking hell. Because uh, uh, my family, uh, my dad was like, yeah, 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 oh, go and see, go and see your grandma, go and see your uncle, go and see your cousin, go and see this, go and see, I'm like, fucking hell, man, I'm just, I can't even deal with this, um, I, I was like, just let me just chill and let me meet people, you know, like how they are, they, as soon as I come out, they wanted me to go to a wedding, did you go, Do you know what I mean, did you go, I'm like, what, did you go, fucking hell, <laughs> Oh man, do you know what I mean? Your head would go. You really, you're still in that thing. You're still in that thing where you're like, uh, you're still not. I don't. I, I don't know if this institutionalized. I mean, because I was in for a while, but you're still in like that jail head. You're still like on that bit of a survival thing. Do you know what I mean? You, you're taking back to normality, family life, outside people, life, people, how to be with people, more relaxed, slow, day by day. It took me day by day to get used to it. Otherwise, that, I was like, fucking hell, either get me to a gym and let me just fucking bench out eight plates quietly, or I'm going to fucking kick the fuck out of someone if they look at me funny. That's how I was. So I was just in the gym all the time, man. Eating was everything the all over the place, me. as in mentally? Were you all over the place? By the sound of things, you mean, just your head was, was all over the place. Oh, man. Getting out after, you know, nearly five years of being inside fucking prison in like fucking with all gangsters and killers and murderers and drug dealers and gun swingers to suddenly being like, told to go to a fucking seat wedding. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's too much. My head was like, I was violent, man, when I got out. I was really violent. I couldn't, it was hard to calm me down, man. And then obviously the steroids were our pilot because I wanted to lift more, get bigger. And I just wanted to be around people of the caliber what I'm used to now. Do you know what I mean? Gangsters and things like that. And so I could talk that language now, talk that way. I didn't want to talk, sit down and talk about, yeah, oh, didn't fucking Bill Beer look really nice in a red suit? Oh, yeah. Did you see what her Dave's thing's bug was like? I was like, no, that's not me, man. I can't do it. I wanted to talk about people who were fucking bringing in weight, who beating up people who were dealing with shit. And, yeah, I fucking smashed this head in because that's what I'm used to. Were you working at this point in any kind of nah, way? No, I was like, I, I, I was putting a blind, man. I was just like coming out. But literally, off money, like what was around, I could still get all of was just like putting in like a pretend wage. But my boys are kind of sorting that out. Don't worry about it. We'll fucking, we'll write this, that you're working here. I never used to clock in or clock out. Man, I used to go straight to the gym. I'm not lying, Jeff. Just used to fucking, they pick me up. Fucking hell. Pick me up in a nice flash car. Go have a, whatever, chill out. 
go straight to the gym, have a workout, have a drink, one drink before we went back into Caddy or, or if I'm out. And then kind of just like, chill out. Remember, I was in a halfway house when I eventually got out of jail, out of my Cat D, and that was like, you had to be in at 11 o'clock. They said to me once, you might have to stay in an extra three months because you don't wash the dishes. So I fucking wash the dishes. <laughs> I said, hold on, I don't even eat here. I'm out at six o'clock in the morning. I forced myself to get out of bed at six o'clock in the morning, and I'm bang on five minutes to 11 every day. And you want me to go and wash dishes, but that you were part of the system and you had to get fucking used to it. So I used to just flip, man. I used to flip on everyone. Bro, I was hard to talk to. Like when I go out in the club, they were like, don't fucking talk to him because he might just flip. Did you have times when you felt low? When you just felt like, do you know what? I don't know what to do. As in, yeah, do you know yeah, what I'm trying yeah. to dig at? You know what I'm trying to dig at? Because I'm just trying yeah, to think because... of all the cocktail of drugs, uh, the relationship with your family. Um, not having to do what you want to do, there must have been some dark times. Yeah, but you know what it is? I've gone into like, you go into this like different moods uh, kind of thing, but the only way you can do like a, you have to do a leveller. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I smoked weed when I got out of jail, even though I could have been facing pistols, just to bring me on a leveller, because I, 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 my state of mind was like, if I was in a, such a dark place, I was in, in the jail kind of space where I was in that violence, hard to approach guy, fucking, do you know what I mean? Left to my advices, let me meet around the people who I want to meet, kind of like that. So I was kind of still like that. I think, you know, uh, if you say, well, what kind of head, you know, what kind of state is that? I think it's in a, in a really like, you a confinement space. You don't know where you are. You don't know what you're doing. You haven't found yourself. Do you know what I mean? So you're in a in a whole different in, in a different fucking a world of space. Well, everyone else is like some guy who'd go to work and come back and see his family and sit down. My head's not there, and I'm thinking, am I gonna ever get there? Do you know what I mean? So this is more trying to integrate yourself back into society. Being yeah. in prison for that long, it's yeah, a very, very difficult thing. Yeah, the of things. I couldn't speak to my dad on a level anymore. I couldn't, uh, I could speak to my mum a little bit, but uh, it was hard now. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not that person anymore. I'm not like family, little the guy who was always family man now. Do you know what I mean? I was, I would, I had to be left to my own devices now because I would obviously, do you know what I mean? I'd get angry. And I throw things at the house and, uh, do you know what I mean? And my dad was like watching me like fucking hell, do you know what I mean? I don't want my son to be like this. How should I, how should I kind of get to him? How should I, I kind of approach to him and step to him? So, you know, it was just like eventually, eventually kind of come back down and everything, do you know what I mean? Um, it will kind of take a step out. But, I mean, when I was on the out, I'd, uh, the only way I could kind of cope mentally was to find up my own people who were like me and that's what i did i went back to that lifestyle for a bit uh but this time i was in different city i was in birmingham and i started working with the birmingham firm now uh, a midland firm um who do you know what i mean what what were quite heavy and stuff and i suddenly became the henchman i was a big guy now and i wasn't fucking afraid of anything now do you know what i mean i was on a crazy tip now um and the money came back in, the lifestyle came back in, the clubs came back in, 
and everything. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of re- went back to that and said, this is who I am at that oh, time. How old were you here now, Jip? I'm in my, I'm in about 33, 30, uh, no, about, yeah, 34, 35. Yeah, about 33, uh, 34, 35, kind of that time. Uh, yes, around 36, I, I still going on, on with that. Uh, probably even to about 37. Uh, you know, like, I mean, it was, I know it was like the uh, mid 30s coming upwards. Um, I was kind of in it back in, in, it, in it deep, do you know what I mean? Uh, it was the only thing I could relate to. Um, I wanted that fucking that buzz back and everything. So it took me ages to fucking come out of that, man. Really took me ages. What uh, flicked the switch? What flicked the switch? There must have been a point where the switch flicked and thought, do you know, you must have thought, yeah. do you know what? I need to get out of this. I don't, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Yeah, it was my mum's death. So it came to a point like, look, even us guys, we were fucking, we were like mummy's boys, you know what I mean? We'd always go back home. My mum fell ill and uh, she went into like a, like a coma state. Um, and listen, my mum loved me so much. You know what I mean? I, I was a first eldest son. She was, she, she was loved me so much. I was an angel in her eyes, even if I did so wrong. Do you know what I mean? She would stick up for my corner. She was like that. She just wanted me to be, have a nice meal, no matter where I was. I wasn't doing wrong in her eyes. Never, ever. Uh, and she, and, you know, like she speak to me and she said, just make sure you eat. I don't know where you are. Be safe and make sure you eat. Do you know what I mean? Uh, she kind of like ah. So when my mum fell ill and she went into a coma, fucking up, brother. I'm gonna tell you something, yeah. I never fucking cried, yeah. Never fucking cried about anything, absolutely. And I was like uh, back at home now with my family and everything, and we were going through this stage and my mum's ill, so we were taking it turns to see her. And do you know what I mean? And I like now start getting closer to the family. So I'm closer with my brother now, my youngest brother. Uh, my middle brother's gone to London. He's moved to London now. So my middle, my youngest brother's kind of like close to me. That now, right? So we were like get. Out, we, my dad started getting properties, and this and goes. Look, we'll get out way out of it. We'll work and we'll go see your mom. Um, we'll do this properties up, and we'll do these properties. So I work in this property. Now I'm cutting grass. Yeah, I'm cutting grass. And I'm just thinking, fucking hell. And it kind of come back to me like, fucking hell. I went into, I did this. I was doing this, living this lifestyle. My mom, I used to see my mum, like, fucking come. This is the weirdest thing, you know. Um, and I used to go out, go party, go into the club. And, and my mum always used to say, you know, you haven't eaten, make sure you've eaten. And I go, oh, mum, stop it. Oh, mum, stop it. I'm going out. And then, obviously, then I went through the jail and my mum used to say to me, cry on the phone, have you, have you make sure you eat? And I'm like, mum, stop it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, mum, I can't handle this. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I thought to myself, what a fucking selfish fucking twat. What a fucking selfish twat. My mum's asking, crying, asking me if I've eaten. And I'm saying to my, my mum, can't, I can't handle this. I can't deal with this, mum. But uh, have I ever thought, for in this time, when I was going through this lifestyle and jail and did it, doing this and that, did I ever think what my fucking parents must have gone through? My family, especially my mum. And I swear to God, uh, for the first time I thought, and even my dad kind of said it, 
he said, what, the reason why your mum fell ill, because she loved you so much and what you did. How did that make you That's when it hit home. How did that make that's you when it, That fucking hell. Bro, I'm not lying. I, I flipped chairs over. I flipped tables over at my dad's house. My dad just watched me just, and I stormed out. And I was like, fucking hell. And I fucking cried. Bro, I cried for hours. I was just sat down on the floor in this house that me and my brother got property we were doing up. And I'm just crying and thinking, fucking hell. I come straight out of jail, come out, didn't even hardly see my mum. I was coming out and she fell ill. And before the time and everything, uh, before you know it, I'm, she was in a coma. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, she's in a coma. Uh, they're not, they're going to say, do you know what I mean? Where's it going to go? I, I went kind of straight from there. I said, my mum's going to come out of this and I've got a show on now that I'm fucking, I'm not in this lifestyle anymore. So uh, I started working with this, doing security, but obviously no more of that fucking dodge, you know, so stop anything of wanting to uh, know about uh, people who are dealing or how to make quick money. I did a bit of debt collecting, but I did it through security. And I started thinking, I need to fucking be licensed security if I'm good at this. You know, I think, I said, my mum's going to be all right. So I'm working out in the kind of clubs and everything and we're all going to see my mum stay with my dad and I'm thinking you know what I've got to do this for my fucking mum because I haven't seen her now for how long and then suddenly I've come out she's falling in the coma maybe it is me maybe because she loved me that much and she couldn't bear because we thought we don't think about um, what we do as in, in the criminal lifestyle or whatever and we're going to go to jail but we think we've got it bad. Just imagine how your mum's got it. Do you know what I mean? Or your family, your parents, or your family, what they go through, knowing you're inside, your child is inside. Do you know what I mean? And that would have that got my mum really bad. And I don't want to say, in a way, it's like, you know, when they say, oh, that, that killed my mum knowing I was in jail. But eventually, the time came when I was kind of getting back out, uh, going back all fucking like, into the straight life, getting in with the family, going to functions and then. My mum fucking died. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, wow, I've not seen my mum in jail come out. I've, she's gone into a coma and now she's dead. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, from that mode, bruv, it's like a, I started to write, looking at, like, you know, Sikhi and everything then, because I was reading books about saint soldiers and this and that, yeah. Fucking hell, bruv. Uh, when my mum died and everything, um, I remember, for some reason, I wanted to wear a case bag. Do you know what I mean? This is bald-headed gangster tattoo throwing everyone around. You know, going straight. I put a case bag on, like this, wrapped around my head, and I put my mum wore the same. Do you know what I mean? I put a case uh, like a Ramallah around her, orange. I was like a sovereign colour, our colour, and uh, I just knew that fucking hell, I've got to fucking come out of this. I've got to come out of this fucking thinking um, after losing my mum. But you know what? The funeral happened everything. I didn't cry at my mum's funeral because to me, I cried and went through the shit emotions and the damn emotions when my mum fell in coma because I knew I'd lost her. And it was killing me every day. My dad would say, look, keep the machines on. Uh, my sister was like, keep it on. I was the only guy... Out of my whole family said, turn the fucking machines off. 
because I don't want to see my mum is killing me. See my mum like, I don't know if it was like, I can't call it selfish. I didn't want to see my mum like that. So they said, well, you don't go and see your mum. I said, I can't. You don't understand. I don't want to see my mum like that. And then when she was, this is the weirdest thing, bro. Right? Everyone was in tears. Probably my dad. I don't know. Do you know my sister, my cousin, my Bobby, and all my sister-in-laws and my cousins and this and that. And my aunties. They were all in tears. I was the only guy, I swear to God, in the weirdest thing, where you're thinking, thank God. Thank God you've taken her at last. She is not suffering no more. She's not in a coma and everything. And my sister, my dad and everyone couldn't relate to that. That I said, it was like, uh, you know what I mean? I was like in a better place. It's all my sister would say to me now, I understand what you mean now, because yeah. you didn't want to see mum like that. It's, it's one of those things, I think, people grieve in a completely different way i've been in certain situations where i grieve in a different way where it kicks in after a couple of weeks um it's a very very tough tough time um but fair play to you at least you you know you decided to to go straight and thought i need to do this for my family the penny sort of dropped yeah but um yeah, I mean, from after my mom and everything, and now uh, she was dressed in peace, and I thought she's in peace. Now I need to get in peace. Do you know what I mean? I put my mom in this, through to my family in this situation. I need to get in peace. My dad needs to be in peace. I moved out, kind of living by myself now. Do you know what I mean? From the family house. I went to India with my dad, more or less, like a couple of years after prison or somewhere, two, three years after coming out of prison to spend a bit of time with him in Punjab because that's, he wanted to do that. So now I'm starting to get back to my roots, man. Like I went, the first thing I wanted to do was to go to all the Gurdwara, to everything. And I thought, you know what? I need to find inner peace now where I'm not such a violent, um, you know, emotional kind of state where thinking that the, the world owes me something i've lost all the years society world owes me he's where he's got a nice car maybe he owes me something none of that shit now bro i found fucking peace yeah when i went to the golden temple from there i found utter peace i started listening to keaton and Pat. yeah i'm not i'm not saying i'm not angel i'm not obviously saying i'm not angel whatsoever i'm not not angel because i you know what i mean i will still i'll still go like that um if i have to but I don't know if you ever see like I'm a person kind of thing. I don't want to talk about what nice car I'm driving, what drink I'm drinking and all that shit. I like to put on about Sikhi because when I read things about Sikhi and sacrifices, you know, for the good, good people, in, and not even Sikhi, but, you know, like good people in society, what they've done for the people or the movement, the sacrifices they're made. And I go into things and think like, wow, who am I? What the fuck have I achieved in life, living in this lifestyle or whatever? And then these people, for some reason, they sacrifice something for uh, for either uh, a rights of something, to prospect of the people of something, to serve the community or something, to serve the, do you know what I mean? Serve the world with some good. And I'm thinking, to these guys are fucking heroes. No more is that fucking hero anymore who was fucking the Mr. Gunswinger who I used to know. Who the fuck are them? These are the fucking heroes. So my mind started changing onto, onto everything. Uh, it was I was kind of more like that. So I'm still this guy now where people can still call, still have a laugh with fucking, if it comes down to it, do you know what I mean? I can still, I can still 
go thunder. Do you know what I mean? But spiritually now, my sicky, my what I've learned in my from a people, from a people, from other people's people, from the good people, what good people have done in society. Some of the good people went into jail. Their sacrifices, what they meant to them, they were willing to sacrifice everything or did sacrifice everything. What the fuck did I sacrifice for? Do you know what I mean? So it's brought me an inner peace now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that was my next question. Have you found inner peace now? Do you yeah. Do you feel yeah. like you found inner peace now? So you're obviously yeah, I mean, doing something now. You're working. Everything's legit. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. But um, you know what it is? I've gone completely straight now. So I'm, I'm very straight now. Doing the straight thing, uh, working, uh, uh, trying to give back. Say so you can say I'm trying to give back to the community for what I can do. Do you know what I mean? It's not being a big guy, because still representing certain ways. Um, I'm what I'm finding like a lot of things is educational, um, learning about something, learning something about what you didn't know. Fucking our brother brings me so in a peace. If I think, wow. This civilization lived in this year. Maybe I'll watch a video on it and read a book on it. It brings me peace. Me thinking, what did I go through? What did these people do? What did they achieve? Do you know what I mean? What? What? Why did they do this? Why did they want to do this to achieve this? And you learn about honor, proper honor and respect. Now I thought criminal gangs was all honor and respect, but then I've started learning about. I'm going to say my religion because I did. I'm a Sikh at the end of this. I learned about. Then I learn about honours and respect, like of the great Shaheeds. Honour and respect. Bloody hell, their honour and respect was something completely different to what my honour and respect was. Do you know what I mean? But they did it for, for the people. They rose up for the people, for the uh, the faith, for the community to help do good. Do you know what I mean? So I started looking up to people like that now. Do you know what I mean? So my inner peace is from that. I know like now if we go into this time, it's a lockdown, yeah? And a lot of people are going through, um, um, you know, like stresses of lockdown and everything. percent. Yeah, and I'm working. I'm working a lot. My inner peace is still sit down. I watch a video or read something about something I never knew. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm you kind of like you're coming out of that thinking about something and you're thinking about something else. But everything, what I realize, is turns into like a positive tip. Do you know what I mean? So when you're going through your dark times, in a way, how I dealt with it, personally, my dark times, like I lost my mother, went to jail, went through this, you know, got shot at. Obviously, you know, I didn't mention that, but I've been shot at. So I've, a couple of times I've, I've, I've faced my life going, but did it in a mental way to deal with that. Uh, you know, um, less in a mental way, you kind of come back and say, This is how I deal with it. I have not done anything or going through anything to some of my people in my history I've been through for freedom, for justice. I've not done anything like these guys. I'm like, one guy I was reading about was in jail for three years and he was living in, I think his name was Shira Singh, he was part of the movement. Uh, with like Maharaj and Jesus, Shea Singh, I think his name was, and he was kept in a in like a, a one room with a a slit and no light for three years, and he still come out and showed no emotions, 
Do you know what I mean? And I'm not thinking, I've done nothing. These guys did it for freedom. Do you know what I mean? They did it for freedom and justice. So you, you go through, a, in, bottom line is, you go through like a hard time in your life, but you think to yourself, is it really that bad? Have I gone through really bad as some people are going through or have been? Do you know what I mean? If you had to like, give a message to people that might be suffering now, I think this is apt, especially with the lockdown and everything we've been through with the pandemic. If you just yeah. had to give a message to people out there that are suffering, what would be your message? Right. Okay. So if you're going through like a dark time, right, you think there is no tomorrow. You think you've got nothing to live for or, you know, that's what you're doing. You think, I don't really have anything to live for tomorrow. But here's the thing. No one knows what tomorrow will bring. No one knows what tomorrow will bring. So just imagine, you know, someone puts themselves in a, such a low position that end their life. Tomorrow, um, suddenly a new job prospect pops up. They could have had to save them or a new house or a new family member's born into their family, a new baby's come into the family. Do you know what I mean? Or your brother's weddings are... But you've, 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 you've put yourself... You've killed yourself today, but you didn't think what could have been tomorrow. So in order to, I always think to keep yourself going in dark time, think about, is it really bad as you think it is? As what you see in society, and now you can turn on the news and you can see like war-ridden places, like children playing with sticks and the parents have, have died and been hit by a bomb. Is our life really that bad? We're going in lockdown. Is our life really that bad? We can still go to the shop. We're not getting bombed. Do you know what I mean? We've still got a roof on our head. Tomorrow, yeah. you could you could all always think to yourself, what will tomorrow bring? What can I do better tomorrow? What I didn't do so great today? Because tomorrow will always bring something better if you put your heart to it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's spot on, Jit. And I think that's a really, really good message um, to, to relay to people. One final thing I'm going to ask you before we end it. If there's people that are out there that are youngsters mainly, looking at youth, uh, there's knife crime. We're talking about London. There's a lot of knife crime, gangs and so on and so forth. Is there a message that you would have for the youth of today that are potentially going into a world that you have been in before right okay um if there's life of crime bottom line there's the, there is nothing better i said there is no bigger gangster ever than the police right full stop you can never ever the police will always catch you so either you're gonna be dead or you're gonna face jail do you know what i mean there's no way you could keep up with, with, with the police or what the surveillance and everything they've got. There is no bigger gangster than the police. So if you want to become a number in a system of shit, then that's up to you because you can't either face the jail or you're going to end up dead. Now, I see kids at 16 killing, you know, getting killed on the streets. And I'm thinking, 16? Fucking hell, 16? You know what I mean? You've just... You've just come. You've just come out, reached into your puberty, and you're already dead. You don't know what you life. You know, what I mean, you 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 didn't know who 
you were going to meet in the future. You didn't know how life is going to be. You didn't know about kids. You didn't know about your work. You didn't know about your job. You didn't, you, you didn't see anything. And you've already killed someone uh, or someone's dead or you're the person who's killed someone. You're going to do 30, 25 years in jail. Do you know what I mean? For what? You're going to lose all your life for making one point where you thought that person is, I, I have the right to take that person's life to put myself in my life into a dark hole for so many years and not, I just watched let my family just suffer. Do you know what I mean? So there is no win-to-win basis. Do you know what I mean? Either you're going to be in jail or you're going to be dead or you're going to be doing the killing. There's, that's the, you know what I mean? There's, that's it. There is no, there is no limelight in this. There is no fucking glory. There is no, there is no nothing in it. Do you know what I mean? But it's just the life you kind of live and you learn, you know what I mean? Learn, learn that, learn and look at positive things in life from positive people. Don't get caught into something what you don't need to be in. That's what I kind of say, man. There's always better postures, you know what I mean? You just got to fucking cross and reach out to them, brother. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, And I think it's going to have such an impact on so many different people and utmost respect for turning your life around and doing what you're doing now. And I'm so glad that you're in a really good place. And I'm just over the moon that you're in a good place after hearing everything you've been through in your life. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the time and uh, giving me the space. A pleasure as always. And I look forward to coming down and training with you at some point. All the best, definitely, jet. man. Definitely, we're on it, man. We're all on the it. best, Jit. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Take care. Take care. Thank you. God bless. God bless.